Voyages of Tim Better Podcast. All right, people, we are back with another episode of the Voyages of Tim Vetter podcast. As I'm recording this, I have not actually released anything yet. So I'm sitting on about four episodes that I'm going to drop at the same time. I've been doing these over, I guess, at about over the course of about a month at this point. So I'm really excited to get these out. With each one, it kind of gets a little bit better in the sense that I'm getting a bit more confident and I'm adding things each time. So um, editing for the Hanoi episode is going to have some sound clips from videos that I recorded while I was in Hanoi. And at this point, I have intro music, which I'm super excited about. And again, I, I mentioned him in a previous episode, but a massive thank you to Brian Goldsman. You are an absolute godsend, and you've helped me out so much. So... Uh, Thanks for putting together that intro music. I'm super excited about it. Also, at this point, I guess uh, family, friends, and some coworkers know about this. So, hello to you guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, be sure to give me some feedback. Um, moving from here, I think that for the time being, this might be the last episode that I'm just sitting here uh, talking about my own travels. I'm hoping over the next couple episodes to talk to some of my friends and maybe some people I haven't met before and have some interest, uh, have some interesting conversations with them. Uh, it's weird when I'm playing this back for editing purposes or just to make sure it's not a mess and I hear my own voice. It's still a strange thing to do. I don't know if you ever get used to that. Uh, but it would be cool to, you know, listen to this and, and, and hear some other, some other voices on here. So I'm really excited about doing that. And, and hopefully by the time, uh, this drops, I will have recorded a podcast with someone else. All right. So this episode is primarily going to be about Horseshoe Bend, which is in Arizona, I had first seen Horseshoe Bend, I think it was on Instagram or a travel blog or something like that, and I thought, like, Jesus, this looks beautiful, uh, this is something that I have to see. Going along with what I've been talking about over the first couple episodes, I made the conscious decision about two, two and a half years ago to just kind of bite the bullet and do the things that I want to do, and I've been making a lot of my dreams a reality lately, so... Horseshoe Bend was one of those things where I said, I really need to go see that. Now, this was part of a larger trip that I was doing with a buddy of mine, Will. I've gone to the Midwest with Will. We did a Northeast trip and we hit Horseshoe Bend as part of this Southwest trip that we did. I am planning on doing a podcast with Will. We recorded one last week when he was up here in New York and just my, I didn't have all the equipment yet, which my equipment, it's still growing. It did not come out sounding that good. So I'm hoping possibly in December to go down to Memphis where he lives to see uh, Lucero's playing a hometown show. And if I do that, then I'll try to get a, a podcast in with him. His stories are insane. Some of them put mine to shame. And I think you'd be interested in that. 
So I'm jumping around a bit here, but I say all that to say that Horseshoe Bend was part of this trip that Will and I had done. Was that this year? Jeez. Yeah, earlier this year in April. Uh, so one of the things that Will and I are doing is trying to visit all of the Major League Baseball stadiums. This comes up in an article I wrote that's now on my website, so check that out. But for this trip, we flew into San Diego. We saw a Padres game. Then we went to L.A. We took a train up to L.A. where we saw a Dodgers game and we saw an Angels game. From there, we went. We flew to Vegas. I'd never been there before. That was really fun. And then from Vegas, we rented a car and we drove to Arizona where we went to Horseshoe Bend, Antelope Canyon, and the Grand Canyon. Now, the theme from this trip was that, well, let me backtrack. So basically, we split all of the funds on this trip. Um, I paid for half of the lodging, Will paid for half of the lodging, and then things like renting a car and uh, some of the, uh, I guess, like excursions, if you want to call them, things that we did, uh, we split. Now, anytime Will would book something, it would be a bit impulsive. And, you know, he would look up car rental or look up hotel. And whatever the first thing he saw was, he would book it. So we stayed in some of the sketchiest places along the strip. Now, one of them that I want to highlight was in Inglewood, Los Angeles. Um, and we went to this place. We, uh, the room was like a 70s throwback with this AstroTurf kind of carpet with a big red stain in the middle of it, which we're presuming was blood. I don't know. It looked a lot like blood. There were there was a like a Kirkland coffee uh, tin. And that was like the, the ashtray. It was full of cigarette butts. It smelled like cigarettes, even though it wasn't, you know, a smoking room. I think it was an anything goes room. Um, there were bugs. The fixtures were held on by, um, by, uh, duct tape. It was a, it was a gnarly place. Now, while we are there and we're in the hotel room, I said to Will, why didn't you look up a review or Yelp this or anything? And he was like, ah, I don't know. Why don't I do that now? So while we're in the room, he looks up a review and I'm going to read this review to you because I think it summarizes our stay at this place. And I know I haven't named it yet. Uh, I guess you could, you know, type a sentence from this review in, into a search engine and you'll get the name of it. But uh, this review sums up our stay there better than I better than I could. Now, if there's any awkward pauses in in my reading of this, that's because there are some run-on sentences and things like that and it's it's kind of hard to flow. Um but I hope you enjoy this. This is from Sean B on Yelp. I called this place late at night looking for a cheap place to sleep for a few hours since I got into LA at 1am after having transportation issues coming down from the Bay Area. As I was beginning to check in with Michael, who was super nice, I suddenly heard a frantic female voice screaming, don't kill me, don't kill me. Yes, really. It took me a few seconds to realize it wasn't a loud television set. I raised an eyebrow and suggested to Michael that he call the police promptly. 
took back my credit card and ID, and headed back to my car as quickly as I could. Threw my bag into my trunk and hopped into the car to hightail it out of there and go find another place to stay. As I got in my car, the screaming woman, almost certainly a prostitute, hysterically ran across the parking lot, got into my car, and started screaming at me to drive before he killed us. Yes, really. If that sounds terrifying, you're tracking this story well. Not wanting to wait and see who or what might be following this shrieking Courtney Love as Althea Flint lookalike, suddenly and uninvitedly riding shotgun in my car, I hauled ass down the road. What the hell else could I do? Until we were a few miles away and dropped her off at a gas station. She was barefoot, couldn't find her phone, and almost certainly whacked out of her mind on meth. She offered me her remaining weed for saving her life, which I politely declined. I'm typing this review an hour later from a nice four-star hotel in another L.A. neighborhood far, far away that I paid way too much for, and I couldn't be more content about that. I would have paid $1,000 a night to not stay at the blank. I've never said a place looked like it's where hookers go to die and meant it literally until tonight. So that's the type of place that Will, <laughs> that Will booked for us. There were a few places we stayed like that. Um, he booked, where were we? We, oh, okay. So when we were driving to the western entrance of the Grand Canyon, we drove through a town, and it was late at night, it was pouring rain, so we said, okay, we'll stop here. But that town had a biker convention that night, and it had a gun convention that night. So all of the hotels were booked, and he booked us this hotel where, first they told us there wasn't a TV in the room. There was a TV, but it had these like knife scratches on the glass. I remember the door didn't meet the floor, so there was a space between the door and the floor. And we woke up in the middle of the night, and some woman was screaming bloody murder. Uh, so thanks, Will. <laughs> we almost died on this trip, but um, it certainly made for uh, some interesting times. Now, Horseshoe Bend is in Page, Arizona, and it's right next to Lake Powell. Lake Powell itself has a ton of things you can do. When we were there, we went swimming in the lake, but you can do like paddle boarding, boating. I think you can do um, kayaking. And I've seen some, some really cool pictures where people kayaked all the way to, over to Horseshoe Bend. I would love to do something like that uh, if I ever go back. But Horseshoe Bend is right off of Highway 89. We stayed at the Quality Inn. And pretty much any hotel around there will give you a free map uh, about how to get to Horseshoe Bend. But from the Quality Inn, it was like a five-minute drive. Um, one of the things that great that is great is that it's free. Uh, you park in a parking lot and you walk a little ways, and it's absolutely beautiful. I would recommend going at sunrise or sunset. We went at sunset. And the really cool thing about it was you go there and you take all these pictures and it's, it's, again, it's amazing and it's beautiful and you get to leave with all these cool pictures. But the really cool thing was that since we were there at night and it started to get dark, um, the people who were there were all leaving with the dark coming in and it gave us time to sit there 
by ourselves and, and just stare off, you know, at this beautiful sight. And we were isolated. That was fantastic because the Grand Canyon itself, it, it's full of people. As immense as it is, like all of the overlooks and the sites that you can get good views are, are full of people. Um, so Horseshoe Bend was amazing for that reason. And there was a point where we just put our cameras down and said, we're going to stop taking pictures. We're going to stop talking and we're just going to, we're just going to stare for a while. And I don't know, maybe it sounds kind of woo woo, but it's almost like a psychedelic experience. It, it's, it definitely has an effect on you. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It definitely has an effect, um, just on your, on your, on your conscious as you're, as you're there. And, um, after a while we started talking and we had these introspective conversations and it was really, uh, really a special moment. And I'm really glad that Will shared it with me and I'm glad that he went with me. Uh, I do like to do a lot of things on my own, but, um, it was really nice to experience with this, th experience this with someone. I left my camera there. <laughs> so, um, I don't know, maybe five people are listening to this, but if you're out there and you have my camera with really cool pictures from Horseshoe Bend, uh, please give that back. I would love to have that back. Um, but one of the cool things about Horseshoe Bend is that there, there's nothing, there's nothing stopping you from plummeting off the edge to your death. And I know that this does happen um, every year. A number of tourists at the Grand Canyon fall off because they're trying to get a cool picture or something like that, I guess. But um, you definitely get that kind of like woozy feeling where your your body is trying to alert you that you're in a dangerous situation as you get close to the edge. But uh, it's amazing to look over. There were these, uh, these awesome birds that looked like vultures that were flying up from uh, the bottom of Horseshoe Bend. And um, it was just a really great experience. I would love to go back. Um, I guess for the reasons I mentioned, that the isolation maybe, I just it felt more powerful to me than, than the Grand Canyon did, even though the Grand Canyon is so much more immense and it maybe has better views. This, uh, I don't know. Maybe I, I can't put put words to it, but you know, like I said, throw throw Horseshoe Bend into Google and, and take a look at the pictures, and you'll probably see why I loved it so much. One of the other things we did in this area was we went to Antelope Canyon. Now, Antelope Canyon is a slot canyon, so through um, when heavy rains come, the water erodes through these canyons, and it it creates like a wavy sort of path through, um, through the rock. Now these pictures too look amazing online. Um, but it's not quite the same in person and I'll explain. Uh, when you're in Page, Arizona, there are a number of storefronts that offer tours through Antelope Canyon and there's an upper Canyon and a, and a lower Canyon. You have to go with a tour. You cannot go by yourself. Uh, I don't remember the exact price, but I think we paid around 40 or $50 to go. And I'm glad I went. Um, you know, it was a cool experience. But the things that aren't great about it are that the pictures you see online, they're not necessarily doctored, but while you're there, the tour guides show you the coolest angles to get the best sunlight 
and the coolest angles to see like natural shapes made in the in the rock like there's a, a heart looking shape and things like that but you don't really see them with the naked eye they even tell you like oh this is the best filter to use on your iphone so that felt a little bit weird and then you're packed in the canyon with other tour groups so like you're waiting for them to take all their pictures before you move on <clears throat> excuse me again but um so yeah, so it it felt a little bit inauthentic maybe. I mean, it's it is a beautiful place to be just on its own, but it's it's just strange I guess to see the pictures online and they don't look like what you're seeing when you're there. It would probably be totally amazing to walk through the canyon by yourself and to spend some time alone. Um, but you don't really get that opportunity because you're you have to go with these tour groups. Uh, the, the guides though were really cool and we did get to meet some other people and talk to them. And that was great. It's, it's always cool to talk to people that are traveling. I remember that we met one girl who worked for Goldman Sachs and she was making a whole lot of money and she just said she couldn't do it anymore. She didn't want to take part in that grind. Um, and so she gave it up and now she's traveling through the U S and she said she had plans to travel to Europe after that. So I love hearing stuff like that. And anybody out there that is doing that, I would love to talk to you and record a podcast about that. So, you know, hit me up via email or social media. Um, the other things that we did, oh, I should talk about the Grand Canyon. But before that, I think I mentioned in a previous episode that uh, I try to live a pretty healthy lifestyle. And sometimes that's tough when you're traveling. Uh, but Will and I did go to a number of gyms when we were traveling this time. And um, maybe you know of this and it's, it's just silly to me, but we paid like two or $3 to work out at this place called the Lord's Gym, which I know I get, it's not necessarily a chain, but I guess it's affiliated with churches. And um, so there's a number of Lord's Gyms, but I, I just think the logo is kind of crazy. It is Jesus with a cross and he's doing push-ups. And it, I don't know, it looks kind of silly. So um, maybe I'll throw that up on my website when I release this episode and I do show notes and things like that. Um, But if you're there at three bucks to go work out, not a bad deal. So the Grand Canyon, um, we probably should have researched a bit more. When we were in Horseshoe Bend, I guess that's near the east entrance of the Grand Canyon. But we were going to drive to the north, and it was a really cool drive. There's there are a couple stops along the way, like the, the Vermilion Cliffs are really cool to to go see, um, and it's just beautiful out there. I was telling my dad that he he should he should go out there on his motorcycle because that would probably be an amazing experience. But to get to the north entrance, you drive up essentially a, a mountain. And Will's got a temperature gauge on his car. And as we were going, the temperature starts, just started plummeting. So where we had been wearing shorts and t-shirts, um, the temperature is dropping rapidly. Then it starts to rain and quickly the rain turns into snow. So by the time we get to the road that's going to take us to the north entrance, we stop off and we get coffee and soup. That's how cold it is. Now, as we're driving, we see up ahead that the road is closed. And there was a really nice gentleman in a booth, um, 
you know, I guess guarding the entrance. And he said, sorry, boys, the north entrance is not open yet. You guys should have read ahead. Uh, because it gets so snowy still at this time of year, the road is impassable. You have to go back. Oh boy. So (laughs) we cranked up the music and we drove all the way around to the Southern entrance. So we went back East and I, I suppose we could have just entered through the East. We weren't really aware of this. I guess we weren't really thinking, but we drove a real long ways down to the South and we entered through the south, but it was snowing. <laughs> Even from the south, it was snowing so bad the first day we were there. that, And it was so foggy that we were looking off the sides of the cliffs at these overlooks, and we couldn't see anything. Uh, so I have a couple of pictures on my Instagram, but it was kind of a bust that first day. And we went back the, a second day, and it was absolutely beautiful at that point. Uh, next day was completely clear and sunny and that was great. Um, now we also entered through the West. So after we spent a day from the South, we went back around, um, to the West. I told you we stayed at that one hotel where people were, uh, the lady was screaming in the middle of the night, but, uh, the West is where you can go on the overlook. Now, we didn't do this. So when you go to the West, you have to pay, I believe we paid $50 or it might have been $70 just to enter. <coughs> so your uh, Grand Canyon Park Pass that you pay for at the West or the North isn't good from, what did I say? No, from the South or the North is not good from the West. I believe the West is owned, you know what, I might as well look this up so I don't sound crazy, but I think it is Navajo. I'm looking this up as I speak, but it's much more expensive than entering from the north or the south. Um, So when you go, you pay the fee, and you can, you hop on a bus and the bus takes you to three different sites. And at one of those sites, there is that overlook. It's called the, um, the Skywalk. But to go on the Skywalk, you have the Skywalk, you have to pay more money. You can't bring your phone and you can't bring a camera. You have to leave it in a locker. And if you want to take a picture, you have to pay for it. So that, I don't know, that kind of bummed me out a bit. And other than the fact that the skywalk is literally hanging over the canyon, the views are pretty much the same. Um, I think one was Guano Point. Um, so yeah, it, the, the view is pretty much the same. And I, I don't mean to say that the Grand Canyon isn't anything other than absolutely amazing and spectacular. I sound kind of like a grumpy old man. But um, it's beautiful. It's amazing. Um, it's almost like you, you could spend so much time there. I saw that people do hikes. There are, you could camp. You can stay in cabins. Uh, so I would definitely like to go back one day and do a little bit more. I want to do the Havasupai, I think I'm saying that right, or Havasu Falls. Now, if anybody has a recommendation for how to get a permit, 
I am all ears, so please let me know. Because we tried to do that ahead of time. We wanted to do the whole 10 to 12 mile hike down and see the falls. But I called and never got a response. And I emailed a few times and never got a response about getting a permit. Maybe I didn't do that ahead of time or, or far enough in advance to to be granted a permit. I don't know. Um, but if you are out there and you've done this, please, um, please let me know. Now, one person I had seen, and I wanted to mention this just briefly, one person I had seen who had gone to the falls was this traveler, Justin, who goes by the name Adventures of Justin on Instagram. I had first heard about him on Chris Ryan's podcast, Tangentially Speaking, and I've been following him ever since, and he's he's really inspiring. Um, he had, I believe, created a startup and sold it for a couple million and just retired at like 30, 31, and had been traveling around, but doing like real adventurous traveling. He went and stayed with some some people in the Philippines who were living in caves, and he was up in Nepal recently where he went missing. And this had a real strange effect on me um, because it, it's now looking like he might have been killed. Um, you can follow all this. Chris, Chris Ryan's been talking about it on his podcast, so I recommend checking out Tangentially Speaking for that story and just because it's an amazing podcast. But I don't know. One of the things that he had been writing was that Nepal is safe um, because he had been helping to build a school for kids and um, because of the, you know, the the landslides that had wiped out some of the villages. And, you know, in his post, he was writing hashtag Nepal is safe, um, which is sort of like the, the mindset that I've been talking about a bit in which you need to, if, if you want to do something, just go and do it. Um, you know, because, because life is short and you don't always need to worry and you want to live a fulfilled life. But, I don't know. I guess maybe just what happened to him also just points out to me that life is frail and bad things could happen, but maybe that's all the more reason to, to live life the way that you want to live it. He certainly was living by his own terms, which I, again, I don't know the guy, but I would think would be, um, if, if he was going to pass, he, he would want to pass on his own terms and and he kind of did that. But I, I, I see some parallels in the way that he chose to live his life and like his desires for the things that fulfilled him and the same things for myself. So that was a, a huge bummer to see. There's still a chance that he's still out there. They found his belongings. Uh, they haven't found him yet, but it's not really looking good. So um, don't want to end this one on a bummer, but... It was just something I was thinking about because he was one of the influences for me going to Horseshoe Bend in the first place. So thinking about him as I record this. Okay, so that is another episode. Again, I am hoping that I will record one this upcoming weekend with my buddy Derek. And we might not talk about travel. I know that he wanted to talk about artificial intelligence and technology 
and where those things are going in the future. So maybe that one will be more of a, a voyage of the mind. Um, but I'm definitely looking forward to getting someone else on this podcast. Again, a huge thank you to Brian Goldsman. Sorry that I keep mentioning you. I don't know if I'm embarrassing you, but you are awesome and you've helped me out a lot. Um, I've mentioned this before, but you can catch me on Twitter at The Voyages of TV. My email is The Voyages of Tim Vetter at Gmail. Uh, my Instagram is t.vetter. And I have a WordPress at uh, The Voyages of Tim Vetter as well. Uh, so, again, hit me up on any of those with some feedback or suggestions or by this point I've talked about three different locations. If you have any stories or recommendations for those places, I would love to hear from them and I'd love to uh, to have a discussion with you. So again, uh, to the five of you or the five million, yeah, right, uh, that are listening to this podcast, thanks so much. This has really been fun. Um, I don't really know where I'm going with it, but it would be awesome to be able to do this a lot more. So um, thank you to all of you, and I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.